do, I want to invite you to go with me to the scriptures, the third chapter of the Gospel of St. John. The third chapter of the Gospel of St. John, beginning in verse number 1, and I'm going to read down to verse number 10. We're going to open up the bread of life. And we're going to say, Lord, Lord, speak to me. Not just the church, but to me individually. The third chapter, the Gospel of St. John, beginning in verse number one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. And he said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Aren't thou a master or a teacher of Israel and knowest not these things? Aren't you a preacher? A bishop? A member of a church? And yet you don't know these things? Hallelujah. For the next few minutes I want to speak on this subject things you ought to know things you ought to know now there are going to be some things you're not going to know there are going to be some things you can't comprehend but I promise you there are some things you ought to know and father we are gathered in your holy sanctuary today we come with hungry hearts with a willingness in our spirit to be taught. Let us hear what you have to say to us today. And give us, Lord God, a desire. Give us a fervor, a passion to not only be hearers, but to be doers of your word. We pray your perfect will be done in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. And everyone say, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise before we seated. Lord, we honor you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Let your will be done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
the things you ought to know. God bless you, and you may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Things you ought to know. According to the Gospel of St. John, here in the third chapter, we find uh, Jesus had a visit from a man by the name of Nicodemus. The Bible describes who this man is. In the very first verse of chapter 3, the scriptures declare there was a man of the Pharisees. And this, is what, this wasn't some, you know, come Johnny, come lately kind of guy. He wasn't just some curious observer. The Bible says he was a Pharisee. This man was a very religious man. It goes on to say that he was a ruler of the Jews. He was in the high, high ranks of, uh, of ministry, if you will. This man probably had a license. He probably had certificates on the wall. Amen. He probably went to Bible college. Amen. Praise the Lord. But he was a man, amen, that was accustomed to the things of God. In fact, he was dedicated his whole life to serving God. The scripture says this same man came to Jesus by night. He came to the Lord under the cover of darkness. He did not want his friends to know he was coming to Jesus. Now the Lord never called us to be secret disciples. He never called us to be secret agents of the gospel. Amen. And this man being a Pharisee, see the Pharisees knew the scriptures, the Pharisee under, understood the prophets, and they had been waiting for the Messiah. They had been seeking after the Messiah. Uh, I can imagine after 400 years between the Old and New Testament, they were desperately looking for the Messiah. No doubt they would tell that one generation to the next generation, it could be in your day, it could be in your time, but he is coming. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming. And though they waited and though they watched, when Jesus did come, they rejected him. What was it? They were religious, but they rejected him. Amen. They went to church, but they rejected him. Amen. Just like so many people today. Just because you come to church don't mean you're saved. Just because you preach the gospel, that don't mean you're saved. Just because you got a television ministry, that don't mean you're saved. Hallelujah. And so here this man, amen, looking for Jesus, believing in the coming Messiah, amen, rejected him simply because when Jesus did come, he did not come the way he expected him to come. Amen. And a lot of folks say, man, I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I want to do God's will. But just because it doesn't show up the way you expect it to show up or be in the place you think it ought to be, you reject it. Amen. Man has not changed. But something in this Pharisee's heart, though all the others rejected him and denied him, there was something stirred up in this man's heart. Hallelujah. That caused him to seek him under the cover of darkness. 
So Nicodemus met with Jesus. Amen. It probably most likely was a private meeting held at nighttime. And he stood across the table from the Lord and he began to talk to the Lord. This is what Nicodemus say in, in chapter verse number two. The same came to Jesus by night. He said unto him, Rabbi, we know. Glory to God. The truth of the matter is we do know. We may not act like we know, but we know. We may not want to confess that we know, but we know. I'm telling you, there are people all over this town that drive by this church day after day and never darken the door, but they know. Amen. If you ever walk through the, this sanctuary and come in, in this atmosphere, there's something, there's a presence here. There's, there's, there's an anointing here. You may not get baptized, you may not receive the Holy Ghost, but when you walk out of this building, you know there's something unique about this place. There's something different about this people. You know there's something here that is supernatural and you can sit there and act like you don't know all you want to, but I know in the Holy Ghost, you know something unique is in this building. Somebody say, I know. I know you know. Nicodemus said, we know. We know. Watch this. We know that thou art a teacher come from God. He said, listen, because nobody can do these miracles that thou doest. Amen. We know that you, I'm telling you, they, he started filling Jesus with all these great compliments we know God is with you. We, know, brother, you are anointed. Man, can't nobody preach like you. Can't nobody do what you do. We know that God's hand is on you, brother. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of ministers that that are so impacted by compliments. They just love compliments. Man, just, you know, you just tell them how wonderful they are, how, how great their books are, and how big of a fan you are, and they just love that stuff. Their chest stick all out. Nicodemus, he, he was, that's his approach to Jesus. Man, ain't nobody like you. You are incredible. We may not understand all the things you're teaching, but we know, because you anointed, brother. Jesus didn't even respond to that. Jesus knew the real reason why Nicodemus was there. He didn't want to hear all that stuff. Jesus looked at Nicodemus in verse number three. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, I love the way the Lord opened up his statement with the double amen. Everything Jesus said is powerful. Everything Jesus said is already settled in heaven. But there are some things that he said, amen, that he wants you to pay special attention to. Whenever Jesus opened his mouth and say, verily, verily. When he says it twice, he's saying, listen to everything I say. But what I'm about to say right now, don't you miss this. Verily, verily. Perk your ears. I'm about to say something that's going to make a difference in your life. Verily, verily, hear ye, hear ye. Except a man is born again, he cannot see. Can't see it. Glory to God. I wonder sometimes how come you can open the Bible and express the scriptures and teach people Bible study after Bible study and they still don't get it. 
How can people come to a church like this, a service like this, and the word is preached clear and distinct? Well, you don't need to study Greek. You don't need to study Hebrew. You don't need to study Latin. It is plain as the nose on your face, and you understand it, but you still can't see it. People want to know all the mysteries of godliness. They want to know all the mysteries of the book of Revelation. Folks come to me many times, Brother Easter, I got a question. Yes, what's your question? Um, I want to know um, about the rapture. The rapture? Yeah, yeah. Is, is the church going to be here, uh, is going to be taken before the tribulation? Or is it going to be taken in the middle of the tribulation? Or is the church going to go up after tribulation? I'm like, hold on a second. Are you saved? That's the first thing. Glory to God. Don't be trying to worry about all this other stuff in the Bible. Get yourself saved first. Hallelujah. My God, what will it profit you if you know the book from Genesis to Revelation and your soul is not saved? Get saved first. And you know the Bible, the Bible is not just like any book in any library. You can't approach the Bible any kind of way. It's a spiritual book written by a spiritual being for a spiritual people. The spiritual things of God is not going to be accepted by the natural mind. You can't just open the book and just, and just get the mind of God. It's got to be spiritually discerned. And so before, before you can, uh, can, can glean the, the super deep things of God... You've got to be regenerated. You've got to be born again. Jesus said, except a man is born again, you can't see it. That's why so many times I've, I've sat there and I've talked to preachers. I've talked to bishops. I've talked to ministers that have been preaching for 50 years or more. And I opened the Bible up and I set it in front of them. And I said, look at what this says. Do you believe this? Do you obey this? And they look at it with a befuddled look on their face. They don't see it. They don't see it. I tell, I, I've told so many people, I say, you know what? When you get baptized, it is essential. It is absolutely necessary that when you go down in the waters of baptism, you must be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must, we must, we must be saved. Why can't you understand that? Why can't you grasp it? Well, it really don't make any difference. When you get baptized in the name of the Father and the Holy Ghost, it's, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. There is a distinct difference. Jesus gave the command to the disciples to go do it. Acts chapter 2 records what they did. Amen. He didn't say go forth and repeat after me. He said do it. Baptize everybody, all nations, the same way, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But it's got to be the name, the name, the name. Praise God. It don't make a difference. It don't make a difference. Why? The Bible says it does. 
but they don't see it because they haven't obeyed it. First things first. First things first. Ain't no need trying to understand all the, the things and all the promises that God has given us through the epistles. These things were written to the saints. It's not written to the ain'ts. Written to the saints. Glory to God, these promises are given to those that obey his word. Those that have, amen, have been born into the body of Christ. And people trying to skip salvation and go straight to the benefits. Everybody want the benefits. Everybody want the promises. Everybody want the blessings. And that's what religion has turned into, a blessing party. People go to church not to serve God, but to see what they can get. Come on, preacher, preach that word, preacher. I want to be blessed. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. And you know something? Those churches are packed out today. But you can't, find a, you can't hardly find a seat. People crowded in because they want to get blessed. What blessings God got for me today, preacher? Come on, preach it, preacher. They get out there, man, a dime a dozen telling you, you about to get blessed. God's got a blessing with your name on it. Amen. Praise God. That lady over there in the yellow dress, God, the Holy Ghost just told me, you about to get America. People be like, oh man, this is awesome. I like this. Amen. And they're just giving you all kinds of blessings and all kinds of promises and everything's coming your way. Oh, you coming out your season. You've been in the dark too long, but God's going to bring you out. I said, God's going to bring. People be running to those churches. It's all about what's in it for you. It's all about what blessings in it for you. It's all about making you feel good. That's what religion has done. Conditioned people's mind. It just want blessing after blessing after blessing. Nobody's preaching about sacrifice. Nobody's preaching about committal. Nobody's preaching about holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. People don't want to hear that. Hallelujah. They just want to be blessed. That's all they want to do. Amen. I need a word. I need a word. There it is right there. That's all the words you need. I never forget one time in the service, man, I preached, man. I mean, I was ooh, preaching my heart out. God was just moving. Spirit of God was moving. I'm preaching about repentance. I'm preaching about turning your life around. I'm preaching about obeying the word. Service is over. I was done. People came to the front to pray. And this one lady, she just waving her hands at me. Brother preacher. Brother preacher. I said, yes, what is it? What is it? She came up to me and looked around. She said, you got a word for me. Excuse me? You got a word for me? I said, lady, I just been preaching 45 minutes and you want to know if I got a word for you? What I just preached is a word for you. That's a more perfect word of prophecy. That's all you need. It's this book right here. Glory, hallelujah. I want the word. I need the word. And not just hear the word. We've got to obey the word. Oh, man. Can I preach it the way I'm feeling it? Y'all won't get too mad at me, will you? I'm telling you, we're living in a world we are so conditioned by religion. 
We need to get away from that sensationalism. We need to get away from uh, spectacular services and get back to the hardcore preaching of the word of God. It's not about how you feel. It's not about how you dress. It's not about what somebody say about you. It's about what God says and only what God says. I want to know what God says. Glory to God. It don't matter if it blesses me or blisters me. I got to hear what God is saying. Glory to God. I want my eyes to be open. I want to be found in the center of his will. Lord. Did I bring it out? These are the end times. We don't have time to be pampered. We don't have time to be entertained. Having our ears tickled. We need, we need a preacher that's going to preach it without, without fear or favor. We need somebody that will point their finger at me and say, you're not living right. You need to straighten up. You need to stop doing what you're doing. You need to quit being so selfish and hard-headed and stubborn. You need to break your... Oh, hallelujah. If you want what God has for you, it's going to cost you something. Hallelujah. We need to quit playing church I mean this thing is getting real it's getting serious we're getting close to the coming of the Lord and some of us need to be a lot better than what we are now we are so spoiled oh we are so spoiled carpeted floors padded pews air conditioned spoiled man air conditions quit working we complaining preacher preach too long we complaining because we spoiled why we gotta stand up and sit down all the time it don't take all that to be saved you know what your problem is you can't see you got to be born again and we got people that want to settle on, on being religious rather than being saved there is a difference see when you come to church and you and you get a religious preacher the religious preacher ain't gonna do nothing but try to make you feel good and hope you come back next week hallelujah unchanged unmoved unsaved but that's fine with you because you feel good you can feel good all the way to hell. I want somebody that's going to tell me the truth. I want somebody that's going to get me out of my chair. That's going to challenge me to live how God wants me to live. Oh, hallelujah. These things you ought to know. I don't care about your compliments. I don't I, I didn't got past that. In fact, when I when I preach what I consider a bad message, I'm still happy. If I preach what I consider a good message, I'm still happy. 
good or bad, it's all about him. Good or bad, it's all about him. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm concerned about what he's got to say. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to please God. Hallelujah. God, help us, help us, help us, help us in this service today. We got people in this service right now that if the trumpet sounded, you would not go up in the rapture. Because you're not ready. You're arrogant, you're hot-headed, and you're full of pride. Right where you're sitting. How do you know, brother? I can look at you. It's all on your face. Some of you getting mad at me right now. He got some nerve. I sure do. I sure do. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost, man. Whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost. Up here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Nicodemus, he was religious, but he wasn't saved. Master, Rabbi, we know Jesus said, hold up. Verily, verily, I say unto you, religious person, except you are born again, you cannot. You know what Jesus said on another occasion? He said, I am the door. I am the door. If anybody will come in through the door, you're going to be saved. However, if anybody try to come in another way, which tells me there are going to be some people that's going to try to get to heaven another way. Amen. Jesus said the same is a thief and a liar. There are many ways that seem right unto the man, but the end thereof is death. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's only one God. There's only one gospel. There's only one plan. And it's for everybody in the building. It's for every one of you. Hallelujah. And somebody say, no exceptions. None, 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 none. No exceptions. Well, I'm a deacon. So what? My dad is the pastor. So what? Except you're born again, you ain't getting in. Amen. Nicodemus, he didn't understand it. Verse number four. How, look, look at this question. How can a man be born when he's old? <laughs> what do you expect me to do? Go back in my mother's womb? He couldn't see it. Standing right in front of Jesus and couldn't see it. Jesus said, listen, Nicodemus, let me say it again. Let me just break it down a little further. Verily, verily, double amen. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit. He cannot, he cannot, he cannot, he cannot, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, now, that which is born of the flesh is what? It's flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is? Marvel not. In other words, don't be tripping. 
that I said unto thee, ye must be born again? Listen, Nicodemus, the wind blows where it listeth. And you can hear the sound thereof. You can't tell where it's coming and you can't tell where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And, and so as I examined this scripture, and I said, Lord, teach me, show me. It began to kind of jump out that pages like I had never seen it before. Ye must be born again. So to be born again must mean you were born once before. The first birth was of the flesh. The second birth is of the spirit. Both births have two essential elements. Water and spirit. So I'm thinking, wait a minute, Lord, you're telling me the first time I was born, the first time you came into this world, you were born of the water and of the spirit. That's right. When you were in your mother's womb, when you were being formed and developed in the mother's womb, and I know this is true because I saw a video. I saw a video. The baby was in the mother's womb. Now, I don't know all the medical technological terms, but you know what I'm talking about. That baby was surrounded by a sack with water. To be baptized means to be immersed, to be covered, to be buried. In the mother's womb. The child is immersed, it is covered with water. Now, before the child comes forth, the water breaks. Somebody say amen. When the water breaks, the baby is ready to be delivered. The baby comes through the birth canal. The doctors be waiting and it captures the little child as it comes forth. Brings it out. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. And I thank God for every mother in the building. Because if it was up to men to have babies, we wouldn't have no children. It's a crazy thing. I'm telling the truth. Well, my daughter, the first one, ain't nothing like the first one. When she was birthed, I was in the, I was in the room. I had a camera. I had a movie camera. Didn't film nothing. I was so nervous. I forgot to hit the button. They brought my little daughter out. I'm looking. And when I caught a glimpse of her the first time, I was like, oh no. What is that? The doctor said, don't worry, you know, she ain't gonna always look like this. They took her, man, and they started doing all this stuff and cleaning her up and everything. Amen. At that point,
point, she was born of the water. But water alone is not enough. There's another element involved. The doctors took her and they got these little blue suction cups and they started putting it into her nostrils and, and sucking out that, the, the white mucus that was in her nostrils and sucking out her nostrils and they cleared out her nostrils. Then the doctor lifted up her legs and popped her on her behind. Now I used to wonder why in the world do they do that? First thing that baby experienced coming in the world is a whooping. I'm like what? Why is that? Child ain't done nothing wrong. But the reason I found out that that, that happens is when he smacks the baby on the behind, it causes the lungs to extract, forces the child to take in its first breath. I got curious one time and I was looking up word definitions. The word breath in the Greek comes from the word pneuma, where we get the word pneumonia because it deals with the breathing apparatus. The word breath in the Greek is pneuma. The word wind in the Greek is pneuma. The word spirit in the Greek is pneuma. Wind, spirit, breath all comes from the same word. I got to thinking, what is the relationship? What is the commonality between wind and spirit and breath? Suddenly it hit me. The thing they all have in common as of a rushing mighty wind the spirit came let me tell you something you can't see it but you sure can feel it hallelujah you can't see it but you can feel it hallelujah and you can hear the sound thereof. I said, this, this is amazing. This is amazing. So when you came into this world the first time, you were born of the water. You came out. There you are. The nurses are handling you. The doctors are handling you. I never forget my wife. She was, she was looking around. She couldn't see the baby. And she looked at me. She says, the baby okay? I said, I hope so. I didn't want to tell her what it looked like. And the nurses was working with the baby. And, and she was trying to look. And, and I tell she was anxious. And, and, and she was concerned. Until. Until. The baby was born of the pneuma and when the baby took his first breath I say when the baby took his first breath there came a sound there came a sound I didn't know what the baby was saying I couldn't understand the language 
but there was a wonderful sound that came with it. Woo, glory to God. Born of the water and born of the spirit. And when you're born of the spirit, there's a sound. My daughter was born of the pneuma and she started making that sound. What's she saying? I don't know, but I'm glad she's saying it. What is he saying? I don't know, but I'm glad he's saying it. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't understand the language, but I knew it was a joyful sound. Jesus said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Glory to God, if you're born of the Spirit, you're going to have an identifying sound. Hallelujah. I asked somebody, so how do you know you feel with the Holy Ghost? They say, oh, I felt it. No, 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 no. No, it's more than feeling. How do you know you were filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, somebody told me. No, 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 no. It's more than what somebody got to say. How do you know you feel with the Holy Ghost? Because I spoke in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Hallelujah. It's a joyful sound. You got to have it. 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 Somebody say, no exception. But I'm a priest, no exceptions. I'm a Jehovah Witness, no exceptions. I'm the Pope, no exceptions. It don't matter your denomination. It don't matter the color of your skin. Everyone, everyone must be born again of the water and of the spirit. You can't get in. Now there are people that want to go to heaven. And I've taken, I've taken surveys in church services. I'm, I'm not going to do it today. But I've taken surveys in church service just like this. And I say by the showing of hands, how many want to go to heaven? 99% hands go up. 99, yeah, there's always a knucklehead in every church. Always somebody. All these people, I want to go to heaven. But the problem is they all wanted to go on their terms. I want to go to heaven this way. I want to go to heaven by doing that. I think I can make it if I do this. Uh-uh. No. There ain't but one way. There ain't but one way, and it's the same way for every single one of us. No exceptions. No exceptions. And some people think, well, that's not fair. God is fair. The same salvation that's for me is the same that's required of you. It's not different for the Baptists. It's not different for the Methodists. It's not different for the Pentecostals. We all got to come the same way. Amen. Water and spirit. Now this is, this is a tragedy. This is the part that gets me. People who wait till the last minute make their mind up folks come to church they come to church come to church 
and you challenge them, come to God. Give your life to the Lord. He's been looking for you. He's been searching for you. He's reaching for you. And you feel it. You know you feel it. You're sitting in your chair just a squirming. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of this church. What is it? God is pulling on you. God is pulling on you. He's messing with your conscience. And you're sitting there. Now you I'm not used to this. I'm not used to this. I don't like being pressured. Preacher, don't pressure me. I don't want you pressuring me. What do you mean? What do you mean? The devil pressures you every day. This is the only time I got to pressure you. So I'm going to put the pressure on. I'm going to put you in the pressure cooker. And I'm going to compel you. Repent. Repent. Come to God now. Oh, the pressure is on. The pressure is on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Folks be sitting in the audience, man, and the, and, and the Holy Ghost is drawing them, and they, they get worried. They look and look around at everybody else. Look around at everybody. Else. I ain't going. I ain't going up there by myself. People looking at me. Forget these people. Ain't nobody in here shed their blood for you. Ain't nobody in here went to the cross for you. Forget what these people gotta say. Forget what they think. I've gotta get to heaven. I've gotta make it all the way. Hallelujah. And people have the tendency to put it off. I'm gonna put it off. Uh, I, I know, I know this right, and I do want to go to. I want to go to heaven, but uh, not today. And you know what? The craziest excuse, the craziest one I ever heard is, uh, "I'm not, I'm not ready yet." Would you, would you come and give your life to the Lord? I know what you're saying is right, bro, but uh, I, I'm not ready yet. Oh, what you mean you're not ready yet? You're not ready yet for peace. You're not ready yet for purpose. You're not ready yet for joy. What is wrong with you? You are more ready than you think you are. This is what you're looking for. This is what you've been. It's right here in front of you. But the problem is you, you, you can't see it. Because you're yet to be born again. That's the eye opener. When you obey God in the first step. Amen. Ain't no need skipping over the, the birth. That's, that that makes just as much sense of some uh, 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 a pregnant woman, nine months pregnant before the baby born, trying to feed her child baby food. How dumb is that? Why try to feed the baby when it's not even born yet? And folks out here want to learn and want to do this and want to go to that crusade and go over here and you're not even saved yet? You're not going to see it. People want to wait, procrastinate, put it off to the very last second. Bill, it's too late. And it can be too late. Two ways. Number one, God said, my spirit will not always strive with you. I'm pulling on you. I'm calling on you. But after a while, you keep saying your will, then I'm going to let it be your will. God's not obligated to be there when you get ready. 
You need to be there when God gets ready and he's ready today. He's ready right now. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is your accepted time. Oh man, one of the most heartbreaking experiences is when somebody finds themselves in the hospital, laying in the bed, tubes running in and out of their bodies, connected to a machine. And the doctor says, they don't have much time left. Call the family in. Family comes gathering in, and that poor soul laying on the bed realizes this is it. I'm about to go into eternity. Somebody please call the pastor. For what? What can the pastor do for you now? Call the pastor so he can pray. Pray for what? Pastor goes to the hospital, stands beside that bed. Life is ebbing out of that body. Family members all around looking at the pastor as if he can do something. And that poor soul, tears streaming down his cheeks. I'm ready now. Pastor, can you say a prayer? What kind of prayer going to save you? That's what religion has done. It has conditioned people. It has fooled people into a different way of being saved. Raise your hand and repeat after me. That don't work. That's not in the Bible. All that pastor can do is look at that person in that bed about to go into eternity and say what Jesus said. Except you are born again of the water and of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. But I believe the devils believe. Believing by itself ain't going to help you. Ye must, ye must be born again. But, but I can't go to the, to the church. I can't get into the water. Look at me. Too bad. I know that may seem harsh, but everybody's gonna have a chance. Everybody's gonna be given an opportunity. You better be waiting when that door knocks. Hey man, when opportunity knocks, you better stand up and run to it. Don't you play around with your soul. Don't you keep putting it off. Hallelujah. When Jesus opens the door, it's time for you to run in. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Do it today. You must. Ye must. Oh God, help us in these last days to wake up and believe what's written in the word, not by what we feel, not what's on Hollywood, not what's coming across television. We need to get back to the word. We got people today, man, we putting them in heaven, left and right. We just putting everybody in heaven. We don't have a right to do that. You can't put nobody in heaven. But I love my grandma. Grandma wasn't saved. And I know you love your grandma, and you don't want to even consider 
the idea she might be lost. But the truth is the truth. And it won't change. And you know something else? It don't matter how much you love that person. You can't love nobody into heaven. And there is nobody that can love anybody more than God himself. He not only loved, he so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's here. Your opportunity is now. These are things you ought to know. Churches are full of people. They don't want to hear this. They want to go on good intentions. I got a good heart. Your good heart ain't going to get you in the kingdom. Jesus said your heart is wicked. Amen. Well, I'm not as bad as that person over there. You can't compare yourself to nobody. We all fall short of the glory of God. Every last one of us need to be saved. Even Nicodemus. Even a Pharisee, a priest, a minister, even he had to be saved. My brothers and sisters, I'm telling you something. Time is running out. We have no guarantees of tomorrow. There are folks this morning, this very day, went into eternity. Good people, nice people, wonderful people went to hell today. And you think, no, uh-uh, I'm not going to believe that. Then, then you're fooling yourself. Except you're born again. You can't get in. Can't get in. And in closing, I remember seeing these little cartoons. The pearly gate, you know, G uh, Jesus gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. And I see these illustrations of St. Peter standing by the pearly gate <laughs> with the keys. And a line of people trying to get in. And most times he asks the question, why should I let you in the gate? I got to thinking about that and kind of considering, what if that was the case? You were standing for that pearl gate and you could see all the glories of heaven and Peter standing there with the keys and he asked you the question, why should I let you in the gate? What qualifies you to come in? What was your answer going to be? I'm a good person. That ain't going to get you in. I believe that ain't going to get you in. Well, Joe Osteen said, I better leave that one alone. I'm not going to get nobody mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> All that junk ain't going to get you in. I've discovered there's one, one prerequisite that is required of every one of us to get to that pearl gate. One thing, one thing, one thing. You need one thing to enter to the kingdom of God. And that one thing, now nah, y'all don't want to know what it is. You really want to know what it is? You really want to know what it is? One thing all of us got to have. That will qualify us to go through that pearl gate. And that one thing is this. Some of y'all need to write this down so you won't forget. Perfection. What? That's right. Perfection. 
What are you saying, Brother Easter? What I'm saying is, what's going to qualify you and you and you and you and me to go through those pearly gates is we must be perfect. Now, knowing this, we all in trouble. Every last one of us in trouble. Because ain't nobody perfect in this room. My goodness. Well, if, if that's a requirement, how in the world can anybody be saved? Good question. There was one that was perfect. Without spot, without blemish, without sin. Only one. And his name is? His name is? One more time. His name is? Oh, clap your hands to the perfect one. Hallelujah. He alone is worthy. He alone is perfect. There's nobody like Jesus. Hallelujah. In closing, let's all stand together. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the only one. So how can we partake of his perfection? He must be born again. Because when you are born again of the water, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins, you are buried with him in baptism. And just as Jesus was buried and rose again, we rise up out of the waters of baptism to walk in the newness of life by the same operation of God that raised him up, which is the Holy Ghost. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. And when you are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with his spirit, you become members of his body. His body. His body has no sin. His body has no, 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 no problems. No blemish. His body is perfect. So you become a part of his body. He's the rock of ages. Lord, cleft for me. Open up. Let me hide myself in thee so that when you appear before the pearl gate you are in him and when Peter sees you walking up to the gate he says hello Jesus because when he sees you he sees his reflection hallelujah Hallelujah. We become members of his holy body. And that's what gets us through the gate. When God looks at you, he sees his own reflection. That's my, that's my body right there. That's my body. You can't get in outside of the body. You can't be accepted outside of the church. The body of Christ. You've got to be born into the body.
Otherwise, you are an enemy of God. Full of sin. Judgment upon your head. But you don't have to be that way. Today, we have a baptistry full of water. Ready and prepared to baptize you today. What a, what a wonderful Christmas gift. Lord, I give myself to you. I repent of my sin. I'm turning around and I'm coming to you. In faith, I'm going to trust you at your word. I'm going to get baptized today. I didn't plan it, but it's here. I'm going to take advantage of it today. You were saying, okay, now, um, I didn't bring an extra set of clothes with me to get baptized. No problem. We got something for you to change into. We ready. We ready. We got a gown, one size fit all. We ready. <laughs> Amen. Right now, right now, excuses, excuses are coming to your head right now. You're sitting there thinking, oh man, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I, I didn't know he was going to be asking me to get baptized. I know I need to do it, but, 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 there we go. Oh Lord, my hair. All that money I paid in the hairdresser. My hair going to get, hey, forget your hair. You can fix your hair again. We're talking about your soul right now. We're talking about your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I, I, I think I'm all right. You better not just think it. You better know. The Bible says make your calling and election sure. You've been baptized already? Great. How was it done? There's only one baptism that the Bible recognizes. Only one. And you know what? It's for everybody. Everybody ought to be baptized the same exact way. How is it? The Bible says it's in the name. If you are here today, let me just be plain with you. Because I may not get another chance to preach here. But I'm going to tell you something. If you've been baptized and that preacher, minister, whoever said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. That is invalid. Jesus said, he said, he didn't tell you to repeat after him. He said, do it. Baptize in the name. The apostle Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the name. If you are baptized any other way, you need to come on and get baptized correctly today. If you're not sure, I, man, I don't remember what the preacher said. You need to come on and be sure today. Amen. Well, I'm a minister from the first church of the hill over there by the next to by the woods. I don't care what you are. If you ain't baptized, you ain't baptized. Nicodemus, except you're born again of water and spirit, you can't get in. Now you got good sense but I wonder do you have good obedience you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues say I don't understand it that's because you don't see 
got to do the first works first. Today. Today. See, this, these, things, these things you ought to know. Now, I'm going to ask you, if you will bow your heads with me, we're going to pray. And at the end of the prayer, they're going to be singing. And while they're singing, the Holy Ghost is going to be compelling you to step forward. Make your declaration known. I'm going to obey the word of God today. I didn't plan on this, but God had plans. I'm going to follow his plan. 15 minutes is probably all it'll take to get ready and get it done. But what's 15 minutes compared to eternity? We are saved by his grace through our faith. Bow your heads with me right now. Lord, God, you gave us the commission. You gave me the responsibility to preach your word. And God, I've done the best I can. And now your Holy Spirit is drawing hearts, touching people. Men, women, young people, even children. This is a time, it's a season, Christmas. We, we're looking to you to celebrate your birth. But you are looking to us to celebrate our salvation. And I pray right now, God, for every barrier to be moved, every hindrance to be broken. I pray not right now that there be liberty released into this building. Liberty to obey your word. Pride, I command you to lift off that man. I command the spirit of fear. Leave that woman alone. Get away! Leave her alone. She belongs to God. I pray right now that that spirit of procrastination. You've been waiting too long. Now, today. God says now, today. I pray right now for liberty in the spirit of God. Break the shackles. Remove the barriers. And every weight. Cast it away from them now, Lord. Let a spirit of obedience rush upon our hearts. This season of the year, God, let us do what we need to do. Let us do what's right. Let us do what you command. And I pray in Jesus' mighty name. As the music plays and the singers begin to sing, if there's anyone in here right now, Brother Easter, I can't wait another day. I must be born again. I want to do it right. Would you step out from where you are? Gather around the front. We're going to get everybody together first. Those that need to be baptized in the only name that saves. If you're not sure, come and make your calling sure. Don't wait. Don't wait on nobody. The person beside you don't want to come, you come on. But God is calling you today. 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 Don't hold back. Don't wait. Come on, sister. Come on. Today. 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 God is calling you today. Stop waiting. Stop putting it off. It's too late to be waiting. Today is the day. Now is your time. In the name of Jesus. I'm not going to withhold nothing, God. Everything is yours. I'm going to trust your word, your word, your word. Hallelujah. Others, come on. Is dealing with you. Come on, come on to the front. It's time to be born again. God is calling you. Be saved. Look unto me and be saved. All you ends of the earth, withholding nothing. 
withholding nothing. Come on, sir. Come on, young man. Come on. Jesus is coming. Don't just be in awe and wonder. Go to him. Run to him. said come come unto me Jesus said come unto me come on around the front with these that have come and join us and let's pray for those who have come to give their life to God today and as you come maybe you can pray for your relatives your family your friends that God will do something miraculous in their lives today Lord I want you to visit my grandmama Lord touch my uncle God save my niece my nephews God we want to lift them up before you today we're just not here for ourselves, but we're here for all that you shed your blood for. Help us, God, to carry this message by knowing our lips to speak it, Lord. God, that we may be fruitful and multiply and reach the lost all around us. Save my co-workers. Save my neighbors. God, save my students. God, save. You're a savior. Save today. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing. Let's continue to sing. King Jesus, pray, church. Pray. I give you all. 